Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. So one of my favorite podcasts, Pastor Aaron, has a unique way of starting. Okay. And I, they can start really cool, but we can't ever do it, I don't think. <laughs> okay. And let me How do they start? They have a like a uh, podcast moderator okay. where she sets up the room, the microphones, the cameras. She does all this. I guess she does all pre-work sound checks. This is a pretty high-level podcast. Yeah. And then she is in the room ready to go. And you can tell she's waiting for the stars to arrive. Okay. And the podcast always starts with them coming in the room. So you hear the door open and shut. Gotcha. You hear them kind of like sitting down in their seats. They're asking where their headphones are at. And the lady's like, oh, it's right there in your chair. Go ahead and grab them. And then they you know, kind of put their headphones on. And then they just they, they start that way. Yeah. How are you doing this morning? Good. <laughs> nice to see you. And and that's how the podcast starts. Yeah, we could probably start like that. But it'd be all we wouldn't have a moderator. It would just be both of us walking into the room. <laughs> and there'd be no camera. You couldn't see anything. You just have to imagine. You know, I'd have to hit record, walk out of the room, walk back into the room. If we just want to start a podcast, we just <laughs> you know, yeah, you've got to start you've got to hit record. Yeah, Cause we don't we don't have a producer. Like no. I'm I'm You're the, the producer. I'm the I'm turned one way. I have I have two desks yeah. that are in like an L. One of them's got my notes and my microphone. The other one has the laptop where I do all the work. I got to spin back and forth between the between the two. One of these podcasts, I want to start it where you just hit record, <laughs> walk out of the room, come and get me. Yeah, we walk back in together, <laughs> sit down and start. I don't know why. Well, next week. That's how we're gonna start next week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it, 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 there's no reason to start like that. But in my mind, it's kind of like a thing. Yeah, you, you want to see it happen? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, let's let's make your dream come true. Thank you. This is I'm excited for next week. So this is podcast seventy seven. This is podcast seventy seven. You let me know. This is a this is a pressure's on. Yeah, the pressure's on because in the Bible the number of seven is perfection. So this is perfection, <laughs> perfection. <laughs> so you're telling me that this podcast the has to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. I can feel that, and yeah. I can. I can see that, too. Well, I think we started off on a good foot because we started off with making one of your dreams come true. Mm. So, you know, we're kind of like Michael Scott. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Michael Scott. What What you going to do? What you going to do? Make our dreams come true. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Guys, I have some good news and bad news. It's kind of both. So... No lions this week. Yeah, no lions this week. I'm not. I'm not coming in hot. I don't even. About I'll be honest with you. I, I don't even know who's playing in this Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah, I don't care about it. Who do you want to win? <laughs> I think I want the 49ers to win. Is there a small part of you you want to see the 49ers lose because because they beat Detroit? Yeah, absolutely. You want to see them sad? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And at the same time, me too. I don't want to see the Chiefs win. I know. I agree. I, I think I want the 49ers to win more than the Chiefs. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I, I seen a great post on, on Instagram the other day, and it really sums up how I, how I feel about this Super Bowl coming up. Mm-hmm. 
And it it was, you know, they'd put out these maps before all the playoff games. They put out these maps of like who, what states were rooting for what team. Nice. And uh, this one, it was the Super Bowl, and California was the 49ers. Uh, Kansas and Missouri were Kansas City because it's, you know, splits the two states, uh, cities, right, in both states. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the country was gray, and it just said, you know, the little key mm-hmm. on the map said, can they both lose? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's kind of how I feel. Like, <clears throat> can, can, can they both just lose? Can we not have another Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, now Taylor Swift Super Bowl? And, and I don't really – I don't want the 49ers to win because they're the team that beat the Lions to get there. I want to see them lose. I don't know. I want to see the 49ers lose, but not to the Chiefs. Yeah. I want to see the 49ers lose, but I want to see the Chiefs lose more. Yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I think I agree with that. I want to see the Chiefs lose more. I'm, I'm rooting for the 49ers. Yeah, I'm rooting for the 49ers too. So. I think the Chiefs will win. <laughs> I did, Yep, I'm going to agree. I think the Chiefs will win. I don't want them to, but that's what's, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you mm-hmm. see how much a suite was going for at the Super Bowl? No. Take a guess. Uh... Oh man, like twenty thousand dollars. Ooh, two point five million. Two point five million. Yep, the cheapest seat is eight thousand dollars. Oh my goodness, two point five million. That's insane. Christian McCaffrey, you know the running back for the Forty yeah, Niners. Yeah. He t- came out and said, "I can't afford a suite for my fr- family to sit in at the Super Bowl. <laughs> he can't afford it." And they broke down his salary. They're like, what? You make, I think it's uh, around $24 million a year. Yeah. And they're like, you can, how could you not afford it? And they broke it down and they realized, because he lives in California, they take over 50% of his paycheck in taxes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And then, so then it breaks down to like, obviously, he's around $12 million. Yeah. But then he has to pay agent and... Things like that. Yeah. So then his take-home pay is like maybe eight to ten million. Yeah. And they realized twenty percent of his salary is a suite. <laughs> now think about twenty percent of your take-home pay for the whole year. Yeah. It's whatever it is. Are you willing to spend that on a ticket to the NF to a to a three-hour event? No way. Yeah, so he came out and said, I can't afford it. I, <clears throat> I'm not willing to pay 20% of my salary. That's, Yeah, that's ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so I, if the Lions ever went to a Super Bowl, I could never, ever, ever in my entire life go and see them play it. Nope. Live. No way. Wow. No way. You know what? I am coming in hot today. <laughs> That's it. I just, I just got hot. I you, got myself hot. Yeah, you just got hot. I worked myself Dur- during right the up. podcast. Christian McCaffrey can't afford a suite to the to his own Super Bowl. Yeah. What, what hope do I have? <laughs> I I don't think you have any. Uh, yeah. I, I got nothing for you. I just blew my own mind. <laughs> I made myself hot. This is that's crazy. As, I know you, I, I was coming in a little bit sad today, but you, you and you were like, I'm not, I'm not hot about it. I'm not worked up about anything. Like, what are we at? Six minutes later. Hot? <laughs> coming in so hot. <laughs> so hot right now. Yeah. Oh, man. And let's, let's jump into our main topic. Okay. Yeah. We got to shift out of here or else we're just going to spend the next 20 minutes past, uh, with Pastor Luke 
working himself into a greater frenzy. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I got to work myself down. I got I got to come down off this this. I'm in I'm in a tizzy. Yeah, I got to come off this tizzy. Yeah, here. I got to get out of the tizzy. All right. Um, I think we got a great real topic main topic today. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's gonna be a really fun really fun discussion today. We're gonna talk about compromise. We're gonna talk about compromise. Uh, uh, there's two there's two views of thought with compromise. And they're yeah. both they're both and, right. And they're both right. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the thing about them is they're both right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're both wrong. Mm. So and, let's just let's stop riddling a lot here. Let you know, <laughs> enough of the riddles. There's 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 two views of thought here when it comes to compromise. Here's a perfect example of first first view. Me and my wife are uh, trying to decide where to go to eat. Yeah. You know, she wants Chinese, I want Mexican. Let's compromise and go to Italian. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. We both compromised. Right. Woohoo. Wow. Exactly. Our, our marriage therapist is happy, right? Yeah. But there's some parts of our life where we shouldn't compromise ever. Shouldn't compromise anything. And if you did, boo. <laughs> yeah. Right? No. It's a major step in the wrong direction. A major step in the wrong direction. And how do you know when to compromise and when never to compromise? Mm. How do you know? Maybe with this podcast today. We can figure it out. Yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of our goal is to work through these two, er- two views, two areas of compromise, and hopefully help each other to see where that compromise is good and where it's not. I, th- I, get a little, I can get a little insight after reading. Um, I just read through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and I'm in through eight chapters maybe of Deuteronomy right now. Okay. And quite interesting first five books of the Bible. Oh, yeah. The Torah is super interesting. A lot of time of spent in these first five books of the Bible of God telling the children of Israel how to live. Yep. And some of these directions and instructions and laws are totally uncompromising. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like certain... If the wrong kind of person steps into the Holy of Holies, they're dead. dead. They're dead. Yep. It's like, boom, you're boom. dead. There's no compromise there. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But there's other instances, Pastor Aaron, where God is telling Moses how to divide the land. Right. As the children of Israel step into the promised land. Right. The Lord gives no land for some of these, like, ladies. There's, like, this, like, clan of women. Yeah. Um, where they were not given any land. Yeah. And they and they are talking amongst themselves and they and they're like we need to go talk to Moses. Yeah. And ask Moses, can we have some land? Yeah. And so Moses says, well let me ask God. Right. So God brings the whole thing, Moses brings this situation to God and God says, it's not right that they don't have land. Give them this land. Yeah. Well, God he didn't think of that God <laughs> or like or you changed your mind, God? Right. God compromised. Yeah. Whoa, God's compromising. And then there's a there's a couple other tribes. They're about to cross over the Jordan River. Yeah. And and this tribe is like, they walk up to Moses, these two like little clans, and they're like, we don't want to cross over. Yeah. We actually want to stay here because this is perfect land for our livestock. Yeah, the land's better on this side for our, for our cattle. Yeah. And Moses is like... Um, I'm not sure. Let me go ask God. Yeah. And God's like, as long as they fight, yeah. that's their portion. Right. They can stay on they the can other stay side. On that side. They must cross over with you, though. Yeah. Fight. 
with you. And once that battle's done, they've earned their side of, of the other side. They can stay yeah. on the other side. It feels like a compromise staying on the other side of the Jordan, doesn't it? Right. I mean, there's a message in there, right? Yeah. No, there's no message in there. God's like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, the God, the God who created everything has handpicked a chunk of land for the Israelites to live in. And a large chunk of them said, we don't really want that. We would like this other side. We like it more. And God's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> there's a compromise. If if the if a pre or, or a Levite who's not a part of the priestly family walks in to the Holy of Holies, dead, dead. Dead. Just in an instant. No compromise. And I think <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at some of the uh, I guess areas where I would say that compromise can be a great thing. Like, like you gave that example of you know you and your wife. Where are we gonna eat tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, I want Mexican and I want Chinese. All right, well let's go to Italian. All right, we both compromise. <laughs> All right, you both have compromised. Lose lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lose lose win. <laughs> yeah, it is right. Yeah. So, but. Uh, when it, when it comes to our walk with, with the Lord and in spiritual matters, I guess, if you are trying to get God to compromise or do something in your personal life that goes against the character of God, who God is, then God's never going to be okay with that compromise. Hmm. Let me kind of give an example. Um, if you are, maybe you're looking to date somebody. And you are asking for the Lord's blessing to date somebody, but the person that you're dating is not a Christian. They're an atheist. They have no interest in God. Uh, they're running from God. Like they, they hate the church. They hate God. Well, God gave us a command not to be married or be with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So God's not going to give a blessing. Because that goes against his command. That goes yeah. against his character. Mm-hmm. Right? I heard a great pastor, man, I got really respect, and he told this really bizarre, kind of funny, even sad story where he had a, a couple come up to him after a church service. And he said, he could tell they were dating, and they, he just, they said, can you, can you pray for us? And he said, well, what about? Mm-hmm. And I said, we just need prayer. And he kind of felt a little weird. And he's like, well, you know, what, what, what can I pray for? G- give, me, yeah. give me something. Just give it. I'm going to give people a little insight into <laughs> pastors. Yeah. It's really difficult just to pray over somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. No reference topic, uh, any kind of like point of, point of anything. <laughs> like, just pray over us. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I pray over them. <laughs> Yeah. We do like to be told what exactly to pray for. Yeah, 100%. It's easier. It's way easier. So this pastor's like, give me something to go to to, to pray on, to pray off of. And they're like, well, we're, uh, you know, we we, we really like each other, but uh, we're both married, not to each other. And we're, we want to know if God wants us to get a divorce so that we can marry each other. Oh, my gosh. And the pastor's like, no, I ain't praying for that. Never. Because the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, right, that goes against yeah. 
Every every command in the Bible, right? a man leaves his father and mother, is united to his wife, and what God has joined together, let no man separate. That's who, that is the command for marriage that God gave. Mm-hmm. And God's not going to give his blessing Mm-mm. for these two, these, this guy and this girl to compromise, to each leave their spouse so they can get married to each other. I know. And I agree with you, Pastor Aaron. <laughs> But I bet there's people out there who don't agree with us. Oh, I'm sure that there is. And I don't think we're going to solve this uh, issue here in in a 30-minute podcast, do you? No I, don't, no, I don't think so. But what we are going to do is give examples, opinions, and thoughts. Yep. Maybe it'll help a lot of you out there. I'm not sure. I think about another instance, Pastor Aaron. I think about uh, church, church life right now, like church stuff. Okay. There are compromises churches make, mm-hmm. and then there are things that churches never compromise on. Right. And I think we got a little bit of a of a problem right now with the church. Oh, 100%. Is that a lot of churches are making compromises on things that are uncompromised. That should not be compromised on. Totally agree. Here's here's some simple examples of some of the things I think churches can compromise on. Styles of, of worship, staff members. Yeah. Color of carpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. How, how long your service lasts. Right. How loud the music is. Yep. Um, just ministry leaders. Yeah. Things like that. Whether you broadcast all, online or not. Yeah, these are all right. different. We we ebb and flow. We change our mind. We go back and forth. Someone has an opinion. We take that. We all kind of compromise. These are not matters that of life and death yeah. or doctrine or theology. Right. But when it comes to matters of doctrine and theology, I I firmly stand on the side of we cannot compromise mm-hmm. on any of that. Yeah. Yeah, we can't. And I heard a great. Uh, one of the best analogies of, or illustrations of what you just said that I've ever heard um, <clears throat> was I was at a conference. It was actually I was I was an IMA student. I got the privilege to go to this next gen conference, and I believe it was Tim Elmore was speaking at this conference. Who's a like leadership guru in the Christian world, kind of a guy. He's wrote tons of books. Um, I think I think it was him speaking at this conference, and he said, as Christian leaders. Our message of the gospel and salvation only through Jesus, he said, that can never change. Our mm. belief in the word of God. He said, it's, it's that living water that can never change. And he said, but the way that we carry the gospel can change. And he said, think about like a, a container for holding water. It's like in ancient Egypt, they used clay pots. Now we use, you know, $50 Stanley cups. <laughs> and, Starbucks Stanleys. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, right, like, but so that the container changed, but the water is still exactly the same. Yeah. But he said, but I love what he said, but he said, as soon as we try to change the water into lemonade, we have a problem. Hmm. And he's like, I love that because, like, as soon as you try to make the water more appealing, Right, because if if we right now if we decided we're going to do church service exactly like they did in, I mean you you go back two hundred years you didn't even have to go back that far we're going to have a church service that's exactly like it was in eighteen twenty three or eighteen twenty four, 
I, nobody's going to come to that church service. <clears throat> It'd be hard to even find a building to do that with. <laughs> right. So he said that the water or the, the, the vessel, the way we get the message of, of the gospel out can, can adapt. Right. I mean, we love to use social media mm-hmm. to get the message of Jesus out to the world. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have that like 30 years ago yeah. to get that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, but as soon as the water, as soon as the gospel, as soon as the Bible, if we try to water that down or sweeten that up, mm-hmm. try to make that a little bit more appealing, he's like, then we got a problem. Uh, the church, I feel like the church has figured out a standard. And, and it can be summed up this way the message never changes, but the method does. Right. That's kind of, in my mind, that's very settled. Yeah. But when it comes to personal wa- world, my own individual life and the decisions I make, I don't think I have summed it up quite snazzy. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's, it's a little bit harder, I think, because sometimes your life is a little bit messy. Your life can be complicated. Mm-hmm. There's... Situations where like, wait, I don't know what to do here, you know? Is there a litmus test where, where like, let's say there's a young person out there right now, mm-hmm. and they're like, um, you know, I need, I need a test. I need something to weigh the balances. Do I compromise or not compromise? Mm-hmm. Do I go to this party? Do I not go to the party? Right. Do I, uh, I don't know. Do I drink? Do I yeah. smoke? Um, do I drink a little bit but never get drunk? Right. Do I, you know, like, do I vape? Uh, what am I compromising on? Do I date her? Do I not date? Do I date him? I, you know, I wonder if, Pastor Aaron, there's something that you kind of like, f- you figure these things out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I would say there is for both me and you, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever put it into like a snazzy little clean sentence. No, I don't think that I ever have either. Um, <clears throat> one, of my, one of my great, uh, I guess, friends and mentors, a guy that I really look up to, Pastor Ben, Pastor Ben Block, and he's a missionary in Japan. Obviously, you, you know who he is, Pastor Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in, in youth ministry, this was specifically talking about, uh, he was talking about relationships specifically and about where is, he asked the question, where is that, that line that you can say, okay, it's okay to do this with my girlfriend, but not this. Mm-hmm. He was like, what's that line? And he, 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 he asked him, like, how far is too far? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of flipped the question, though, and he said, well, how holy is too holy? And he said, I don't want to get really close to the line where I have to know, oh, I crossed it. This is, I I went across. Mm -hmm. And he kind of had that philosophy of, I'm going to try to stay as far away from whatever that line is. Like, I'm not sure exactly where it's at, but I'm going to try to stay as far away from it as possible. Yeah. And... And I think that's a pretty good way to way to go about living. Yeah, um, is is just steering. Don't steer clear of the line. Yeah, you know. So here's a good question that that some of our students, maybe young young married couples out there, might be facing right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here, like, um, 
do I do a sport where it's going to cause me to miss church for the next four months? Mm-hmm. Do I put my kids in a sport that's going to cause them to miss church for the next four months? I would say there's, I would say that <laughs> it's not black and white. Yeah, that one answer doesn't work for another. Absolutely, and one situation isn't perfect. Isn't perfect for every one answer. Isn't perfect for every situation. Hundred percent. So how do how could a student try to figure it out? Man, should I do this sport that's going to pull me away from church over the, for the next four months? Mm-hmm. I would say if you're a student and you're faced with a situation like this, you have to ask yourself, okay, what am I willing to compromise? What can I compromise? How am I am I strong enough to make this compromise? Yeah, I mean, if you're a student <laughs> out there and you think to yourself, man, if I miss church over the next four months, this this is what's going to happen to me. I will probably start to get a bit distant from the Lord. Yep. <clears throat> I'll probably uh, lose my excitement for for the things of the Lord a little bit. Yep. I will I will lose some relation I will lose some closeness to my relationships at church. Yep. And you're going to be gone for 4 months. It's only yeah. natural. Oh yeah. Can I survive this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> will I get jealous? Will I get uh, rebellious? Um, am I healthy enough to step into this situation? Yeah. Those are questions you got to ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you just said something that's a key because I've had, you know, especially you, you were a youth pastor much longer than I've been a youth pastor. And you get these questions all the time from students. Hey, I really want to play this sport, but I won't be able to be at church on Wednesday or I'll be at tournaments all summer, mm-hmm. you know, over the weekend and won't be able to be at church on Sunday. Do you think this is a good idea? And, you know, basically I ask them to ask those same questions you just did. But I think a big uh, a big point is you have to be honest with your answer. Yeah. Is you really have to be honest with yourself and try to answer honestly um, when you're answering those questions. And I think that there's some students who, you know, I mean, they, they're, they're super into their sport. Uh, they're trying to get a scholarship to go to school. They got to play these tournaments so that the scouts will, for the you know colleges, will see them. And they're like, but they have a great uh, relationship with God. Like, I know that they're connecting with their peers even outside of church. Like, they have a great group of peer friends that are pushing them closer to do something like, hey, I really think this is a great opportunity for you. You should take this. You should play in these tournaments. You know, and, uh, the, the, the quarterback... <laughs> He used to be quarterback. Rick Warren. Yeah. A man of faith. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I do believe on Sunday mornings he goes to church. Yeah. And um, he's a strong Christian. He played professional football for uh, 10 or 12 years. Yeah, it was a long time. And he, during the six-month season, he, he didn't go to church. And he did that for 10 or 12 years. Yeah. And he's still a, crunk, a strong Christian. Right. And he took that platform, and I think he helped so many people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, the Lord is not mad at Rick Warren for missing, <laughs> yeah. you know, church <clears throat> yeah. for, for six months at a time over a course of 12 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad Rick, Rick Warren played football. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad he won Super Bowls and... He professed Jesus constantly, and he was a shining bright light in that stage and in that environment. Like, I would have, I would, I don't think I would have ever advised <laughs> Rick Warren to quit, you know, quit football after, you know, because 
he's not going to church on Sundays. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I feel like each person's story is so different. Yeah. And that's the thing is that everybody is different. Your relationship with your your friends, your family, your church, your relationship with God, it's, it's all so different. Um, I heard a great story of a, uh, a professional fisherman. He's a fishing guide. Uh, he doesn't fish like big tournament circuits, but he's, his job relies on him being a very good fisherman. And he was one day he was uh, out on a weekend with a uh, with a client, and he felt like the Lord kind of convicted him that he wasn't he wasn't in church. Huh. And he's like, oh, like, but God, this is my job. Like the weekend's like the biggest time. And he said he read in John 21 when Jesus was asking Peter, and he said, do you love me more than these? Hmm. And he said, I don't know what the these were, but in that moment, God kind of pointed me towards my fishing career because there was a pile of 153 large fish, the Bible said. And he's, and he's like, man, I feel like I've been putting my job, my career of fishing way above my relationship with God, not just going to church, but my relationship with God. And so he, this, this blows my mind. This guy is a professional fisherman. He is a guide. His job is fishing. He's a lure designer. Uh, and he said he packed his boat up. And for 18 months, didn't take his boat out once out of storage. Whoa. Just focused on his relationship with God. That's crazy. It's as, as crazy. When I heard this story, it blew my mind. And, my but mind's then, getting blown right now. <laughs> he, he's, but then afterwards, he said he felt like the Lord like gave him a release, like, like, take that boat back out. And he said, now he's like, you know what? <clears throat> I do miss church every few Sundays. He's like, maybe once... Once a month, once every two months, I'll miss a Sunday because I'm out with a client. He's like, but now when I'm out with a client, I, no matter what day of the week it is, he's like, I make sure that I am talking about Jesus with that client. Mm. I've used that platform that mm. I have to be out in that fishing boat one-on-one with these clients. He's like, man, I tell them all about Jesus and how much he's changed my life. Mm. And he's like, but that never happened until I set it aside for a little bit and and because he's like, the Lord really convicted him. He's like, and now, you know, I might I might not be at church on Sunday, but I, I don't feel that conviction in my heart anymore. I feel like the Lord has given me that release, and I use that platform as a place to preach Jesus. I want to end with this last thought. I love it. I think you're going to like this, too. Okay. Maybe this will help somebody on their decision-making, because mm-hmm. I think it'll help me, because I just thought about this as you were sharing the story. Okay, I love it. The Lord cares where your heart is at, not where your body is at. Ooh, come on. That's good. Perfect. That's good. R- listen, there's there's people who come to church and they're heart ain't in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh. oh, did I just, I just <laughs> spit fire? Just, you might just stepped on somebody's toes a little bit. <laughs> Some. Oh, my goodness. And then there's people who are missing church and they wish they weren't. Yeah. Oh, come on. Am I? Am Come I, on. You know, I'm t- am I talking right now? Come right? on. Oh, you're spitting fire I right now. I was just talking about this as you were sharing that story. That guy That guy was out fishing. His heart's not with the Lord. Yeah. So the Lord pokes at him. Yeah. Now, every time he goes out fishing, guess where his heart's at? With the Lord. It's with the Lord. That's what the Lord cares about. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Church, <laughs> being in the building means nothing if your heart ain't in it. Come on. That's good. Your body, that's good. a warm body in the room, yeah. but is what's happening inside your heart is so much more important. Come on. And I really appreciate I think this sums it all up, Pastor Aaron. I just, I, I love when I talk to people who are like, yeah, I got, I, 
I, you know, I, I'm gonna be at, I'm not gonna be at church for the next couple of weeks, but boy, I'm be, I'll be so ready to get back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, those conversations are awesome. <laughs> They're awesome. I love it. And I, and so, where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? So when it comes to making your decisions, where's your heart? Where's at? your heart? Ooh, that's a good litmus test. That's that's wow. a great test. Wow, it's a great test. <laughs> Was this the perfect podcast? <laughs> it was pretty darn close if it wasn't. <laughs> 77, boys. 77. Let's go. Let's uh. do this. All right. It's been great to be with you today, audience. Catch See you on the next, next one. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Thank you.